Welcome to Lip Talk, Ladies in Property. We'll be talking about all things property from the perspective of the agent, the stylist, the lawyer, and the broker. We're all moms, business owners, friends, wives, and ladies in property. We encounter issues relating to property on a daily basis, and we want to share these with you so that you can learn from our experiences. Hi, and thank you again for listening to the Lip Talk Girls. Um, we're here in this episode to talk about um, what previously was the Australian dream to own your own home, pay your home off. However, now at 2020, there's a lot new, a vast array of living trends. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk yes. you through the benefits and how actually potentially to get into the market in a different way to maybe what you were brought up to believe or to um, what our parents had told us. So. Um, I'm going to talk through some different statistics and different trends. Nicole, yes. maybe you can help us on that side. Yes, absolutely. And I think those trends have certainly changed from when we were we were growing up. Mm-hmm. So we're finding that um, there are more loan person households. So in 2016, you were looking at around 2.3 million were uh, people that were living on their own, and we're anticipating in 20. 41 roughly for that number to be around 3.5 million. Wow. So that's quite a substantial number where more and more people are living on their own. So what we are finding is Australian women are having children later. And many years ago, actually not so long ago, the average was probably around 2.6 kids per Mm -hmm. family. Now it's around 1.7. So as Australian women, we are having less children. Mm -hmm. We are focusing more on our careers and we are having kids after the age of around 34. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how does that impact us? Well, we're leaving home much later. Mm -hmm. So as a result, we are not out saving for a deposit, buying a property at maybe our early 20s. We're doing that much later in life. Um, What we see the trends will probably be is a lot more families or couples at least are focusing on smaller homes. So that big Australian backyard with the big swimming pool, certainly there's a space for that and we do sell those properties, but the trends moving forward are going to be smaller properties. Um, We're also finding that families, because they are so busy and mostly both couples are working, Mm. they want more flexibility, they want a smaller property that they can maintain so that they can also lock up, travel, Mm. that's becoming quite important. Mm -hmm. So those days of not having overseas holidays um, have certainly changed, Mm. where now families want to lock up and go, and I'm sure you you experience it as well. Yeah, yeah. quite lifestyle driven now isn't it really it's um in the past our parents would stay at home they wouldn't go out for dinner mm. they'd eat baked beans they wouldn't have any furniture you'd sit just around to pay off the, their mortgage yeah. for sure yeah. and sit or a crate and sit on the ground i remember mm. my parents telling us that story but yes. would we do that now we would we still because we're, we're busy as well though it's not just because we want to go out to dinner every night mm. but we're so busy that we think that's the easy option out. So we are paying for meals out. Correct. Um, so it is, it's quite lifestyle-driven that it's taking longer. Property prices are also more expensive as well. Mm. Yes, so, so getting into longer. the property yeah. market, yeah. it does yeah. take you a bit longer. Um, I'm sure you see it as well. We're saving up for a deposit. Mm. It's not as easy as it used to be to get into the property market. So I think it's really important for parents to educate their kids. Mm. What is your plan? How much do you need to save to get into the property market. On that side, it's very difficult for parents to educate, though, because it is different from when they were actually yeah. purchasing themselves. So yeah. thankfully, like our government's offering quite good incentives at the moment. Mm. Um, but yes. there's also a way parents can help. So 
there's ways through them offering their home as guarantor security, yes. which a lot of people don't know about as well. Um, but I guess government incentives are a big one. So they offer yeah. concessions on stamp duties. They offer a deposit guarantee scheme at the moment, which has actually been just released recently. Mm-hmm. How does that Very work? Very popular. Um, you still have to have the... So that you don't have to come up with the lender's mortgage insurance. Ah. The government will actually secure a certain amount for you. Right. Um, so lender's mortgage insurance is not come into the equation. And that can be quite expensive, mm. can't yeah, it? Yeah, which means mm. a smaller deposit. Because even they say at five percent, you actually still have to have other costs in there um, for your deposits. Mm. So, and that includes the lender's mortgage insurance and the government. But there's only a certain amount of places. So they only do ten thousand in a year. Mm. A lot wow. of them being snapped up very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so is that offered Australia wide? It is, and there's different mm. criteria, different thresholds statewide so from state to state so um yeah i've i've noticed more of the um going back to trends where people are living more minimal minimalist yes so all of your programs on netflix and and uh like social- your marie kondo type. yes yeah. yes we've all had to go at folding up our knickers <laughs> and our drawers i know i have and my daughter who's seven what about your husband uh, not a chance <laughs> But very the true. day I can get that to happen will be the day that I run in the road naked. <laughs> um, but going, going back to that minimalist living, you know, we, yes. we've I know I grew up with my grandparents just having crockery in their house wow. and, you know, uh, the little cabinets oh, with trinkets with all yes, that so And you go into houses and you can't breathe. Avon collections that have and the little yeah, teaspoon the Chanel teaspoons. Yes, <laughs> a lot of that has changed. Yes. <laughs> um, so they lived in a very busy house yeah. uh, that to them felt really homely and obviously we can appreciate that when we were living back mm. then, you know, being in that environment. But now, oh my God, I'd feel so claustrophobic yes. living in a house like this. Well, there is actually scientific research and that is why a lot of people are changing to their minimalistic way. They're finding that our cluttered, busy lives, yeah. social media we've got access to so much Mm. so coming back to your home which is quieter um, cleaner Mm. less things lying all over the place there are actual huge scientific benefits to keeping your home neat tidy minimalistic so I think those will be the trends moving forward and certainly where are buyers purchasing their properties? So, you know, you will find through different stages of your life there, when you're leaving home, will you be close to university? Will you be looking for a family mm. home? Will you be a retiree? What are all your needs and wants? At, at that stage of your life. Yes, yeah. absolutely, because yeah. it varies, and we go yeah. through that cycle. Yeah. I've often sold for various uh, sellers throughout the years three or four times because kids have left home yeah. or now they just want to lock up and go or an elderly parent's moved in with them, they now need dual living. So it can affect the sort of home you want to purchase mm. and where do you want to buy yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, it's the stages of your life cycle, isn't it? Mm. Yes, very much so, yeah. very much so. So I think that's important, you know, predominantly when you're going between sort of 30 and 40, we have a lot of families who are looking for very good schools because they're back and forth all the time. So that's important. But once kids have left school, you may want a beach lifestyle. Mm. You may want to travel more. So you don't necessarily need to be in the hub of the school mm-hmm. any True. longer. So a lot of the state schools, it's hard to get into them. Very so you much have to so. live in that catchment. Oh, we, yes. have, of course. we have had that where we've had clients, particularly buying the area, purely to get into the yes. school. So mm. it's not that there was anything else apart from just wanting to be in the catchment for the school, the local school. Mm, Yeah, exactly. So what are the property options for people to consider at various stages of their life? Well, 
It's, it's an interesting question that you ask that, depending on where they're at. So they could be starting out as a first home buyer, mm -hmm. maybe something that's a townhouse or an apartment, and then progress to a family home, mm -hmm. maybe upsize from there to a more luxurious home. And then we do that scale where they downsize mm. and kids have left home. They don't need two living areas or a media room or a big swimming pool. So that will change. Mm. We also, ironically, have a lot of buyers buyers who don't have the deposit or what they're happy to rent they're happy to be mm. flexible especially where we are on the Gold Coast it's a very transient area mm. so some people may come for three four years they only want to rent yeah. they don't want to be committed locked into one property they want to have that flexibility just to move on mm. I, no I noticed that when I moved to Australia actually I was brought up to you know you either go to university or you go and get a job if you go to university, you're going to probably spend a, a big portion of your life paying your university fees off. So buying yes. a property would be that much later in life. Mm, um, for me and my husband, we didn't go that path. We chose the path of getting a job. Uh, he did um, an apprenticeship. And then we bought our first house together when we were like 20. So we've been kind of going up and up and up the mm. ladder, which yes. historically is, is what you were kind of meant to do. Yeah. Uh, but if I'd have gone to the, to the university way, it, I would have had a different path. So I would have, I would have, I would have made, I should have been making different choices or would have mm. been making different choices. So Cause that as a first home buyer, what sort of, what made you choose the property that you purchased? Was it location? Was it um, I budget? Think, I think what you were, what we were trying to do back then was just really just get on the market. We probably didn't really think about anything else outside of that. Mm. Um, I think our generation now and our children, probably we need to be educating them on that's not necessarily the norm. Mm. The norm is whatever suits you and your circumstances. Mm. So what I was leading on to say before was when we came to Australia, we couldn't believe how many people rent. Mm. Yes. And it's very normal. Mm. Uh, whereas, like I said, we were, you know, in a, in a path that meant, oh, you had to buy your first house, you had to have money, and, and that's what you had to do. Well, and, in a city and, like Sydney, it's quite expensive to to buy yes. so yes. yeah renting's the only option for some yeah. people yeah and so that that was a that was um fr from from now i guess us teaching our children and educating our listeners if they are in that situation where they're thinking about purchasing their first property it doesn't have to be when you're 20 mm. it can be when you're 30 and it can be when you're 25 it can be whenever it's it's really what suits your circumstances and, and i think yeah property purchase price, it's going to be very unlikely you're going to be able to afford to buy a property at 20 anyway mm. by the time you have to come up with your deposits. So That's unless you've got saving. help from family, which yeah. is so much more common these oh, days. Speaking of help, so um, something that I come across quite a bit uh, is parents giving their children a lump sum of money yes. to put to work towards the deposit. Yeah. But then there's this thing called genuine savings yep. that kind of affects their ability to borrow. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it depends how much they're coming across, but you still, okay. the lenders have different policies. So mm -hmm. they still have a requirement that they're going to ensure the, the borrower can still actually meet the obligations of the loan, right. um, which is why they bring in a genuine savings policy. So there's still different criteria you have to meet, even though family give you that money. Mm, okay. So you still got to meet those. And it's going to depend on everyone's circumstances, what that is or how much they're getting. So What's the average time frame for that? Oh, three months is usually okay. um, how much, but it, but it, 
like how long, mm. but it depends how much of a deposit they get of to course. what they have to do. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. I think what I've also found um, in trying to assist buyers find properties is giving them various options. So obviously with um, apartments, you'll have a body corporate, mm. which um, a lot of buyers are scared of yeah. or not sure how they work. And they think it's a waste of money as well. They do. Yeah. Some, some of them do. So it needs to be clearly explained. What are the benefits? Mm the pros, the cons, if you are purchasing a property, which is within a body corporate, um, a freestanding home. We've even had instances, and you can see the trends in the US where um, buyers are purchasing caravans and living on mm. parents' properties yeah. as well. So That's really common now. Mm, it's very, very common. common, and yeah. we're seeing Becoming it. more. Yeah, yeah, and also the tiny yes. homes are really trendy now as well, where they get the old caravans and they do them up. That's mm. it. And it gives you that flexibility. Once again, also the Australian dream to travel around for a year, do the whole of Australia. Mm. So I do have families. I've currently got one now who's sold everything. She's packed up her kids and, and they're pretty young, sort of eight and 11. And she says, I've got one year to do this with my kids. Oh, so wow. if I don't put I'd them... love to have done that. Yes. Oh. And that's we, their we dream. Might, yeah. And they've sold I their home. I would so love to do that. But uh, it would have been frowned upon years ago, but yes. now it's like, well, what we've learned in, in, in our time, you know, being around, is that life is really too short. That's right. Yes. So you've got to go out and do what you want to do. Like, mm. if I could spend a year with my daughter and go travelling around Australia, that That's would be it. awesome. I currently have a client right now, we're doing a refinance, getting some cash out to help them, assist them do that. She's a registered nurse, so she will get contract work all around oh, Australia. Really? So, and she'll be able to support them on what she's doing. Wow. But that's what they want to do. If they've got young kids, they know at the age they are now, it's the time they want to do it. Yes. So um, it's, it's very common at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Marie, just going back, though, we were talking about, you mentioned about the caravan, like I guess mm. the, you know the retirees and yes, the only because obviously maybe on the estate planning side you might see that as a better option. Do you think then? I know previously you might have put a granny flat in your home. Yes, yes. Mm. the parents might have you know they might have three kids, but they put the money into one of their child's homes. That's to right. To put some add-ons, so and they that's can live really there. risky. But yeah. I, I can assume that would come out with you know. It's really risky, there. that's right. And and often people don't think about, especially no. the, the parents that are doing that and putting yes. that money in to their child's home, they don't think about the risk that the child and their current husband or wife or partner may actually separate. And their money is sitting in their property pool. Yeah. And so that, that money is really at risk in that circumstance. Yeah. So how can they be protected? Let's say they do want to do yeah. that. They've got a couple of hundred thousand. Let's add on the granny flats or build on... Mm -hmm. What protection do they have? They can get a loan agreement prepared okay. by a lawyer. So yes. it, it documents exactly how much money has been put into the property and then what the terms are. So okay. is it a loan or do they have an interest in the property? The other thing that can happen is the ownership of the property can be changed. Yes. So if the property is worth, I don't know, say $800,000 and they're chipping in you know, 20% of the value to build that granny flat, then the title yeah. can be changed okay. exactly to take yeah. to protect their share. Yes. So that's the best course of action, but the loan agreement on the side is also And it's probably assistance. just not partners. I assume it's siblings as well? Not siblings being, as well, Is there some yeah. sort of protection there from, I guess, for the estate there? Do or they for the put through the will? For the estate, yeah, yes. Yeah. So it would be through yeah. the will. So you'd have yeah. to prepare your will and make mention of yeah. that Okay. loan or gift that has been made to that particular child mm, yeah. and take that into consideration when dividing up the the estate. Mm. Yes, there's lots have, to think I about there. quite common that parents are coming in and you do think, you know, and, and do it's I have an obligation child. to actually say yeah. that, you mm. know, should you go and speak to someone first before you actually put the money mm. into the 
one child's because I can only see that down the track. It's going to create some friction there. Mm. Yeah, what advice can we give to our listeners about that? I've got a client at the moment who contacted me um, probably about three weeks ago now. She's got a 24-year-old daughter that she bought uh, an apartment in um, Australia uh, probably about three years ago, she Mm. said. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's looking at selling it. The daughter's met a boyfriend. She's moved in with the boyfriend uh, she doesn't want to move into the property that the mom had bought for her with the money that she'd saved to help her daughter out. Um, and now she's considering selling it because the daughter's gone into a relationship with her boyfriend and they're going to live in that house together. So mm. um, what I'd like to know is if our listeners were in a situation where we are going to provide money to our children how do we make sure that money is secured yes. for them? If they're go- if we're going to put it into property, which again is something we've always said, oh, you know, that, that future uh, pool of money mm. needs to go into property. Yes. You know, you don't want to buy a car with it. We no. want you to buy a house. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's and I know the thing. we're all familiar with the prenup, but mm. I know, yes. Marie, you mentioned <laughs> something recently. I can hardly say the word cohabitation cohabitation agreement. agreement. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's for de facto I've couples. Never heard of that before. It's exactly so the same as a yeah, prenup, only it's for de facto. No, you don't yeah. think about that at all, yeah. and that can protect your assets. Uh, but in terms of a parent loaning money yeah. to buy a property, the best thing for them to do is to buy the property in their name as opposed to their child's name, so okay. or to name, set up right. a an entity yeah. or some kind of a trust, trust structure yes. to purchase that property in, and that will protect their child's potential inheritance down the track. Does that then have implications for the parent that's put money into another property if that parent wanted to buy something else for themselves? Like, is that going to be an issue for them? Is that something they need to be aware of? How so? uh, That they are potentially putting themselves into financial Mm. debt. Oh, yes. But the property would be in their name. So it would just depend on how much money, I guess, they're putting into that property, whether they're financing the property, if they are, who's going to be paying the mortgage, those types of things. So all of that would need to be considered. So they should really get advice from a financial advisor to make sure it's within their budget. And, you know, if it is a loan or if they're expecting to get some money paid from their child that's living in the property, having a like a rental agreement in place, yes. something formal yeah. to make sure that money comes yeah. in. And mm. this particular client I'm talking about, she's uh, she's had issues with the tenants. So mm. she's bought this property in good faith for her daughter. Her mm-hmm. daughter's never lived in mm. there. She's yeah. had tenants in there. She's been keeping it for her. Now it's become a burden. Mm. Obviously, there's going to be a relationship breakdown, all of those things. So us as parents trying to do the right thing mm. um, doesn't always work out no. in the way that you want it to. That's right. And, and that leads me on to saying that there's lots more people now that don't put money into their children's yes. first home. They go, well, you know what? This house that we've bought as a family, we're actually going to let you live in some of the house or part of the house mm. and yes. we'll make it so that they're separate living. Mm. Uh, that seems to be coming more common now. Yes, I, I'm I finding find. they're very popular. The dual living arrangement where everyone's pooling their money together yeah. because that can go further. Yeah. Um, you also have assistance because we are working longer hours. Yeah. You've got grandparents who can help yeah, with kids. Mm. So that's something that's also changed for us. Yeah. Mum and dad are both working now. Grandparents can be there to assist with picking up from school or homework yeah. or whatever the parents may need. So they're living together jointly to assist yeah we've got some neighbors actually that live across the way from us and we're in awe of of them because they have this property 
um, that they own, their children live in that property with their children, and they have this enormous caravan that they park outside. Oh. There's plenty of room for mm. it. Uh, I've actually had uh, gone over and had a bit of a nose inside. <laughs> and I thought, oh, yeah, I could see myself doing this. Um, to the shock of everybody else. Mm. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that to me makes me think, wow, that's a really good idea because they're not actually living in the house. The couple go away for long periods of time. Mm. Yes. They go and visit their other families that live in you know, interstate. Mm. They have like a, another son and daughter and they go take the caravan and then they go and spend some time with those mm. other family members that live around Australia. And uh, then they come back. And they don't spend large amounts of time That's at the it. house. So yes. you kind of have that very sort of 50-50 kind of, it's great when you're here, but mm. when you're gone, it's great as well because we get a bit of a break. Space, so yeah. sounds like a really good scenario to me. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. And, and another trend over the last five or so years is developers building satellite cities. So yes. they build, yes. they're a little bit further out from your main infrastructures. However, they build everything within those yes. developments. So you have your shopping centres, you have your schools, mm. you have your playgrounds. Yeah. But they're just that little bit further out. However, there's not a lot, apart from maybe employment that, you know, one of the c couples are having to drive to, they are still, um, everything else is there. Yeah, so it's, it's more popular. affordable because it's, the land's a bit cheaper out mm. further. Um, and there's so many people working smaller. from home as well now, yes, though, so yes. that would suit so people that's why not working from home. To travel. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that as well. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Well, it's probably one of the number one questions that I get asked is, really? yes, definitely, what is the internet connection like here? Does it have NBN? Yeah. Those questions are being asked much more often yeah. to me because a lot more people are working from home, they don't want to commute anymore, or you can get the same job done if you are trying to juggle kids yeah. in a certain amount of time, you can still get all your work done. Mm. So that question is certainly at the top of the list when someone is looking to purchase a home. So it can affect the sale price. Um, Fortunately, we're actually very lucky in Australia because our connection and services are actually very good. Mm. Um, even though you know some some buyers will complain about it, if you compare it to the rest of the world, it, it's actually pretty good, pretty good standards. Yeah, I think a lot more people are working from home. You know, commercial property is quite expensive, yes. so if if they can't afford to go into that kind of uh, investment uh, certainly working from home is definitely something that large companies now will endorse yeah, because they, so. they, they, yep. they appreciate you know that mm. rather than having you sat in traffic for an hour and a half yeah. or two hours and late for work mm. we're going to get more out of you if you work from home and and space they need in their commercial premises that they're paying rent correct that's so, true yeah, yeah. Yeah. so looking for a property with an office space is yes. really important yeah. for some people yeah. to yeah. consider yes yeah. <laughs> So I think if we were going to tell our listeners um, and, and give them some advice on, on what we've learned between us four on the different uh, circumstances, so starting from a family, mm. what do we think we could give to them if they're looking for their first property? Uh, what should they be looking for if they're a family? Because they're not going to be looking for an apartment or a townhouse necessarily. Uh, they're going to be looking for... More uh, space. More space. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. Second um, living area. Very yeah. popular, mm. possibly that extra office or study, a bit yeah. of grass outside for the kids, kids to, to play. play. You know, yeah. that's quite, or if you had a family pet, so those things are pretty important. Yeah. And then, of course, location. 
um, depending on the stage of life that you're mm, at. So yeah. like we said earlier, if you catch the train every day, then maybe you need to be close to that. Yeah. Or mm. if you're in the city, then you know there'll be certain things which will appeal to you then. Exactly. But Being close to school yes. is really yeah. important for yeah. families, I think, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. certainly when we categorise those potential uh, buyers... The, the people that are purchasing their first property at whatever stage in life. We've covered families. If we were covering, say, a couple, um, their their requirements are going to be different again. So if we were going to give them some advice, mm. what, what would that be? Uh, uh, the first thing I would say is um, being near to all of the local shops and things. Mm. Coffee shops, shops, restaurants. Yes, restaurants, yes. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Public transport, probably. Work. They may not have two cars. Mm. They might only have one car, so they'd probably... Need a parking you know, space, yeah. potentially. Yeah, and there's a lot of developments close by to all the infrastructure, so it should mm. be quite, you know... So apartment living, potentially. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And with apartment living, then, of course, comes back to the body corporate... They might be wary of that, mm. but exactly if, we, right. if we think it's uh, if it, if it suits them and it, and it's a, a, a good purchase for them, then body corporate can actually be quite yes. inexpensive because they haven't got to pay for uh, gardening and they haven't got time to fix the pool and, and exactly all of right. those things. So you know, you weigh up the costs. I mean, would you know what the average body corporate would be for something yes, like that? Yes, depending on, you know, different areas, they can range anywhere from $60 up to 100 depending on if that's it's... per week? That's per week. Yeah. That could be an apartment block. If it has a lift, a bit more expensive because there's maintenance, yeah. things to maintain there. If it doesn't have a swimming pool, it could come right down to $30 a week. Nicole, so, what's included in a body corp fee? Yeah, I was just going to Look, generally, <laughs> yeah. like you said, it's the maintenance of the common areas so the gardens mm -hmm. if there's security gates yeah. things like that tennis security cameras that's a swimming pool sort of facilities within the yes. complex itself. and that'll right. push your price yeah. up if there are um apartment blocks which have lifts and things like that mm -hmm. so that is generally what is covered um insurance as well mm. so it really just depends your your appetite for that some yeah. some purchases love that way of living um, but it's really just giving the options to buyers as to if you had a standalone home, it may cost you X, you know, per week. But have you taken into account the maintenance of mm. the property, which maybe you haven't mm -hmm. because you still possibly if you're not doing your own gardens, you may need to get someone in. Yeah, Are you doing your own swimming pool? Things like that yeah. still needs to be maintained to keep the level up of the property. Mm. It's actually a conversation because we always talk when we do a borrowing capacity is. Firstly, it's not what the bank will give you, it's what you can afford. So that this is where the payments are. But if they're looking at units or townhouses, they say, but remember, there's body corporate. Yes. So just be careful that, you know, these are your loan repayments, but this is a fixed cost every week as well. On so it's not, mm. like you say, your loan, like your lawns on a house, you might let it go a week or two and then do it again after. Yes. Whereas that is a fixed cost every week. So we yeah. really make sure we have that conversation to ensure mm. yeah. skirt. You actually yeah. build that into your budget when you're doing your loan But as then well. going back to what we were talking about before with the trends and how they're changing, um, those people who are living much busier lives, which is us, the, the, the ones that are coming into this now, and, and again, their, their lives are probably going to be even busier than ours, um, they're probably going to want to look at places like that. And, mm -hmm. and those costs might actually be costs that they're happy to incur. Yes. Because... I know that I'd pay $60 a week for someone to fix our gardens mm. and do our pool and everything. Like, yeah. that would be uh, amazing. So, yeah, it's just how times have changed, I yeah. guess. We're, we're kind of 
no longer we want to do all these things by ourselves because we just don't have the time. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. That's um, very true. We very just true. don't have the time. And then you've got the, the other scenario of a single person. And a single person might be looking at an apartment. Mm. Um, they might want to get on the property, property yes. ladder, mm. but they just want to buy maybe a one-bedroom place. Um, if someone is in that situation, think about maybe in the next couple of years, realistically, are you going to partner up with somebody else? Do you want that extra room? Mm. Um, is it better to buy a two-bedroom apartment instead of a one-bedroom apartment? Yeah, it might because last you a might, bit longer. Yes. Yeah, you might, you might need that extra space if someone else was to move in with you. Um, and you might want workspace. Uh, you might want to get away from that other person mm. at some point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Nicole, should people think about uh, on selling down the track? So when they're purchasing a property, should they be thinking about just that or should they be thinking about down the track, I might want to sell and is this place in a good location, Definitely. I think what we have fi- found the trends is most Australian families are keeping their homes sort of five to seven years. Mm, so that's right. very important. Mm. We're finding they are either moving because they have to go interstate or their position has changed or kids have left home or they need a bigger home. So we certainly go through that because we know you're not going to be in this home forever. Mm. So it is very important where you have purchased, have you done any improvements or have you bought a great shell it's got good bones but we need to upgrade the kitchens possibly the bathrooms which you know we go through with a lot of clients um, which is very important or if you put too much of your own personal stamp on the property can we resell that Mm. you know some trends with blue baths or black and white checker tiles it it just depends is it going to be saleable Mm. in five seven years time and then going to the retirees, you know, those people that are downsizing. Yes. Um, what, what, what advice can we give to them? Like if, if you're in that, that situation where we're looking for something that's smaller, we've got to get rid of all the stuff that we just mm. had in our house for the last 25 years. So when we talk about our grandparents and they suddenly yes. want to downsize. Yeah, well, accessibility, I think, is a really important thing to consider. Stairs, stairs. Yes. You know, at some point, you're not going to be wanting to walk up lots of stairs. It might be a bit difficult with mobility down the track, um, less maintenance and cleaning. Yes. I'm sure you won't want to do that when you're when you're um, you're downsizing and you're a bit older. So I think those things are important. Mm. Retirement villages also yes. once again becoming popular, not yeah. just about living on your own anymore. You may need company. Yes. So yeah. there is a huge market for that where older people are moving into even an over 50s development mm. that's got all the facilities mm. you may need, but yeah. you do have friends around you to support you as you are getting mm. older, which is you know yeah, very important. Great. And they also put on lots of activities yes. as well, which is really cool. Yeah. So yeah. keeps them busy and yeah. something happy. to consider. Yeah. And, and, you know, not having to invest money into your children, but actually having money to be able to buy somewhere like that. Yeah, on your own. And still feel like Mm. you're going to be able to live a life. Mm -hmm. I think um, culture has probably said that, oh, mom's going to get old, she's leaving us some money. Mm. Um, But then that that mom hasn't thought about their lifestyle for the the next however many years. Because, you know, they could live for another 20-odd years, and yet they're still living in this house that's their children's inheritance mm. um i think that culture is is slightly changing yes. yeah, and definitely. people are thinking about themselves more mm. and i think that that's that's normal mm-hmm. you know we, we we go to work and we earn this money and at the end of it we want a good lifestyle mm. until 
you know, we, we leave the place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, partying when you're 50 plus, I think that's a... <laughs> <laughs> that's I think what that's we'll be doing, a, I think. Oh, that's right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, living on golf courses and yes. all of that, golf. that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess what, what we want our listeners to take from uh, today's showcase really is the fact that, you know, don't think about what's going on in, in your life right now yeah. as opposed to thinking about the 10-year goal. Yes. That's a bit um, more lifestyle driven now, I think, rather than actually so. just having that dream Definitely. of owning your own home and having to have that inter- inheritance at the end of the day. So, And life can change your, so quickly yeah, exactly. as well. So, um, yeah, enjoy your life and don't just put all your eggs in one basket, I think. As always, thank you for listening to the Lip Talk Girls. We hope we brought you some pills of wisdom. Please follow us on our social media pages. And if you have any requests, please DM us on Insta or Facebook. Watch us on Spotify, YouTube. We'd love to hear from you.